we got the alternative energy free autonomy and welcome to the radioactive show produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the community radio network today's show is a repeat from July 2021 and it's a NADOC week show from that year as we've just had NADOC week this year with the theme of respect our elders I thought this would be a good show to revisit and the 3CR and Radioactive show archives. Enjoy. Hello I'm Emma Crunch and this is the Radioactive show. Today's show was produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation on which I live and work. I give my respect to Wurundjeri elders and acknowledge their sovereignty has never been ceded. It's NADOC week and the theme of Heal Country resonates strongly through our previous radioactive shows. For today's show, I've looked back into our archives and found some powerful interview clips to share. We'll hear from three incredible protectors of country, Gukata Mula woman, Auntie Sue Coleman Hasseldean, Jual woman, Vicky Abdullah, and Arabana man, Uncle Kevin Buzzacott. The recordings of Auntie Sue and Auntie Vicky were both taken at the 2019 camp at Yuliri in Western Australia. Yuliri is the site of a proposed uranium mine that has been fought and resisted by Vicky Abdullah, her two aunties, Shirley and Lizzie Wanyabong, and many other traditional owners and supporters. Auntie Sue Coleman Hasseldean travelled thousands of kilometres from her home in Sejuna on Kukasa country to get to the Yuliri camp in 2019. She is being interviewed here by former radioactive show producer Lavanya Pant. So you travelled thousands of kilometres to get here for three nights to be in Yaliri. Yes, we're going to do that again tomorrow too. <laughs> so why is this so important to you? It's really important because um, when I first started finding out about uranium and the damages, I thought I was on my own until. I met up with a lot more people and had a lot more support than I thought. And just to come and support our people, our family over here, and to see everybody that's doing the same thing, it's absolutely great. Let them know they're not on their own, even if we are thousands of kilometres apart. Yeah, and you just mentioned ANFAR. Um, you're, you're also the co-chair of the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance. Oh. Co-president, oh sorry, I got it wrong. Co-president of the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance. So you just mentioned how you got involved in ANFA. Can you tell for those of us that don't know, what is ANFA and what uh, is the meeting, that the annual meeting all about, which is coming up in two weeks? Well, ANFA is the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance and that was set up. I wasn't there at the set up at the beginning, but I don't know whether I was second or second meeting or third meeting after that started up when I went looking for answers. Um, ANFA brings Aboriginal people and supporters from around Australia together and we've been pretty strong and just niggling away at the government and you know, getting the message out there that nuclear, anything nuclear is not good and we still, well, you know like I met Vicky through an ANFA meeting otherwise I wouldn't have known she existed. And it's that sort of thing that ANFA does, is really good at doing, is bringing everybody together to share their stories and to work out a strategy on how to fight it. 
Sunny, so you mentioned Maralinga. Yeah. Can you talk about Maralinga for those that don't know and your experience from wine? There are three, three bomb testing sites in Australia. Montebello Islands was first just off of Broome and that uh, the fallouts from that just covered Broome and all the Kimberley whatever and black. Then there was Maralinga and Emu Fields. All up there were 12 bomb tests and then there was 700 or so tritonium tests as well. And um, we've managed to get some some paperwork as to which way the wind went at each blast and superimpose that and the whole of Australia and Tasmania is just black with radiation fallout. Um, Maralinga was the homelands for Aboriginal people, nomads or whatever they want to call them. But then when they wanted the, the land to test the bombs, they rounded up some of the people. They didn't round them all up because our mob are really good at hiding. If you do, they don't want to be found, they won't be. They didn't know what the heck was going on. And then, you know, there was one white fellow sent out to get them, bring them all in and he couldn't... Well, they couldn't speak English, he couldn't speak their language and he couldn't do that, the territory that was required to get everybody in. So there was a lot of our people that actually died out there because of the bomb. And the mob that they brought back in, they displaced them in another area. And then a long way down the track, um, Native Title came out and they said, you, you have to go back to claim your own homelands, you know, your own tribal lands. Well, the people from Maralinga really didn't have much to claim because it's still, you know, really contaminated out there. And then there was generations that had been born in this other place that... that to them, that's their land now. It's it's just the really vicious little circle that's going on with the government making up all these rules and making us or trying to make us obey them with threats, like that homeland, the native title. You, they say they've given the land back to the Aboriginal people, but if mine if miners got an interest in there, they take the land back again. The Aboriginal people have no say except to say okay we'll accept your million dollars or whatever that's the only say they've got in it otherwise they go without and they take the land anyway so there's your native title for you it's a nasty evil thing yeah Maralinga spread far and wide Maralinga Emu Fields and Montebello Islands because it wasn't just where they set the bomb off because the winds, winds took it everywhere can you tell us about um, your experience with native title and how the government has curtailed native title rights over your country for the nuclear industry? Well, yeah, it's not just the nuclear industry either. It's for other mining, drilling in the head of bite, or drilling in the Great Australian Bite. Any time they give you native title, they can take it back. If you don't agree to their their demands to let mining happen on your country and there's, there's another law there too section 23 or something it is that enables the miners to remove and destroy Aboriginal um, remains and artifacts and it, there's like a clause there that allows them to do what they want anyway um, over the years I've found out that I've tried to work with native title I thought great we're gonna have a say on controlling our protecting our land but the truth of it was it was just wheeling and dealing in real estate, stolen real estate too for that matter. And um, the only way that I can see forward is to fight them 
out of the courts. The courts are all on their side mostly. Um, and just just take it on and if I'm a rebel, well, so be it. But we need to let the rest of the world know that Australia's not the beautiful country that they all think it is and the government is really looking after the people. Because if the Aboriginal people lose in the end, everybody will lose. Because it's these little kids' lives, their future, as well as ours, you know, they're all the same. We all breathe the same air. So we all need to work together, whether they call it native title, homelands or whatever they call it, it's nothing, it's just lip service. So we just have to fight against it. I've got a question for Auntie Sue. I haven't, and some of us might not have ever been to her country. So can you tell us a bit about your country? And if that's too broad a question, can you tell us about rock holes? <laughs> rock holes are a major part of our country. Um, my tribal people came from inland Every summer they'd go to the beach and every winter they'd go back inland again. So we had the best of two worlds. We had bush and beach. And there's plenty of stories around how the rock holes were formed and Seven Sisters Dreaming. And we're struggling to hold on to the sites. They'll never take away the stories from us because that's in us. But the sites themselves are in danger. And it's, it's a big area, I guess that we look after and the fights that we have to have with mining companies, oil drilling people, you know, just to protect our cultural way of life and not just ours, but everybody's, even fishermen, if the, if the, the whales, you know, we're, we're thinking about all of these things when we're fighting different companies and they just keep us on our toes all the time. But we've got beautiful country too. We go out, I go out usually twice a year to clean out rock holes to make sure that the water supply is good for the animals and the stuff we can get out of there. Jem got emus out a couple of weeks ago. Um, we get pull camels, dogs, anything out of those rock holes because they're deep. If anything falls in, the sides are just granite sides. So even a human's not going to get out. Some of the, yeah, they won't. They'll die in there too. But um, we're pretty good at safety with everybody. But we like to keep it clean. And because the miners say, oh, nobody's out here, nobody lives here, nobody's looking after the place, then we turn up. And we we don't live out there permanently anymore. But we're turning up all the time to look after our sites, which is a real pain in the rear end to them. Sometimes we play hide-and-seek out there. We seek and they hide, you know, trying to catch them. <laughs> We've had one blockade... And I, I class that as a win because they haven't been back on that, that rock hole area at the moment. But they're around other places. And we've just got to keep, keep battling so that try and kick them roll the way out. You're listening to The Radioactive Show and have just heard Auntie Sue Coleman Hasselding being interviewed at the Camp for Country in Yaliri in Western Australia in 2019. For several years since 2011, a yearly walk for country has been held in the Goldfields region of Western Australia. It brought First Nations people and supporters together to travel country for a week or several and learn about and resist the nuclear proposals on these lands. In 2019, organisers held a camp instead of a walk. 
which I and most of the Radioactive Show team were lucky enough to go to. This next very special recording is of Jewar woman Vicky Abdullah speaking by the fire on a warm starry night. Vicky begins by describing how she first met the walkers. I used to live in Willina at the time. And yeah, and used to travel up and down to Kalgoorlie, to Leonora, to Willina. And um, this is my uncle and auntie, rest in peace. They had a farm and we used to go down to Kalgoorlie to get all the cooked food and all that wheat and a bit of stuff. Yeah, and the last time I was driving back, um, back up to Willina and I was thinking, oh, looking at these people on the side of the road. And I thought, who's these crazy people here walking on the side of the road holding flags? And didn't click, took much notice and just been these, doing these trips every third week. Uh, yeah, and uh, we sort of had the weekend in Leonora and I bumped into Uncle Cato. And I asked him about it. I was like, them mob there walking on the side of the road carrying flags. Uh, they're walking for country. I said, I oh, know, really. Oh, yeah. So I just kept on going. Then he asked me one day, are you going to come out? And I think you were between Yuleri and Albin Downs. And when we pulled up, everybody was sitting around a circle. I stood way back, long way. Didn't want to, you know, get in. So I stayed, uh, stayed away for a, until the next morning and looking at these people, oh, you're yeah, talking. And that's when I first met Jeanette. And she came over, oh, welcome, welcome to country, you know. I was, oh, yeah. Me, I don't know nothing about, you know, you mob, um, you know, trying to stop this um, uranium. Yeah, and it took me um, a while to sort of think, sink in, you know, what um, what was going on. So Uncle Kato asked me, you gonna, you sure you're going to be right? I'll give you four days. <laughs> four days, and I said, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll try. Well, there's a road there, I'll hitchhike. But I sort of, the stories, you know, you hear around the world and around Australia what this industry is doing. I say, oh yeah, I'm getting comfortable now. Got really comfortable now and I'm still here with the group. Yeah, and um, now that I've been amazing, you know, just coming out on country. Well, I didn't really sort of, um, because I worked on mining companies, industries, catering, whatever, you know, and I sort of didn't, you know, focus properly on, you know, looking after country and that there. So we just only sort of go out on surveys. And that's, that was my sort of little income, but I don't go out on things like that anymore. So just want to protect it now, so... Yeah, and met a lot of friends, families, um, like everyone say, especially Uncle Kevin, Honey Sue, 
school, everyone say we are one big happy fungi family. And I think we still are. And, you know, I'm just trying to um, get other family members to come out. No, you're right. I said, no, I don't want to come out. Or, you know, it's really hard to bring people out to and try and teach them. But we get our grandchildren out here. And they walk, walk the country. And, and like I said to my grandchildren and, and my children, you know, I said, we've got to start doing this here. Come, come out, look after country, start learning, um, cleaning rock holes and teaching the people who comes from, you know, especially overseas, you know, people. And, um, yeah, and, and what we do, what I do, um, like people, like, come from overseas and, and that they, well, I exchange gifts people and I think the last person I gave someone is Jim um, you all know uh, yeah and I'd done a big painting it's not dots or anything it's only three colors red black and yellow but at this time now I'm been really happy to see you all here and you know <coughs> When I see you, I get really happy that you've got other lives to go and do other stuff. I get really sad. But sometimes, you know, when we do our walk, I say to everyone, let's turn around and go back. <laughs> you know, start from Lenora and walk back this way. <laughs> I think my first um, WANFA and ANFA was when I went over to... Yeah, I think we um, went through the middle on the body bus. Oh, yeah, seen the country. Started getting nervous. And I said, Jesus, what I'm going to say at this thing? And for meeting and that there, and I said, oh. So, like I said, I didn't really know what was going on. And whatever, and I'm hearing everyone, you know, talking. It gave me more um, confidence to talk and speak now, so... I think I've been on the committee for four years, I think. Conned in every year. <laughs> Getting conned in every year, so. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, I like to really. Um, especially, you know, my two aunties, us. I never sort of really um, get to thank them, you know, and, but we always stick together and, you know. Because I, I have moved away from Leonora, but always get in touch with families. The crew in Perth, Frio, we had a lot of good times and it's still going to happen. I think, you know, one thing is to be us all together as one. We stand as one, we speak as one, share things as one and be happy. Do, it, do what's right for our country. Auntie Vicky Abdullah, speaking by the fire at Yaliri to a gathering of community and supporters, many of whom have been involved in resisting uranium projects in the area for decades. Earlier we heard from Auntie Sue coleman Hasseldean, who explained that she met Vicky at an ANFA meeting, the Australian Nuclear Free Alliance. 
Anisu is now president of ANFA, and we'll now hear from the other ANFA president, Uncle Kevin Buzzacott. This audio was recorded when I heard a phone catch up with Uncle Kevin during the heart of lockdown in August 2020. Uncle Kevin was at his home in Adelaide, hundreds of kilometres to the south from Arabana country, which includes Lake Eyre and the Sacred Mound Springs, and of course is also the site of the BHP Olympic Dam Mine. We reflect on the challenges of staying connected as a nuclear-free and peace movement while being physically isolated. Now, in July 2021, the conversation seems just as relevant. How can we stay connected across state and First Nation country borders in these times of rolling lockdowns? How is it that mining companies are able to continue with impunity? I hope hearing Uncle Kevin reminds you of the good fight. Uh, thank you, you and the mob over there. Uh, had a bit of a breather, so next year yeah. you're on. Uh, yeah, we should all be ready to go by next year after we've had all this yeah. time resting at home. Yeah, I don't yeah. know when. Yeah, it'd be good to get out there and uh, see what's happening. And yeah, everyone's also missing that, you know, the anti-nuclear community and the gatherings that happen every year, like, I guess this year probably, you know, there won't be an in-person ant for gathering and it's it's important that we stay connected or that we stay strong to keep fighting. Uh, look, we're just one big family, us mob, and, you know, environmental mob and greenies and uh, we're one big family. You get out there and have a little party and look after mm. each other and... Uh, uh, this is the big war. It concerns everybody all the people, mm. and we'd like to see everybody out there set up a good camp and uh, do some uh, graffiti work in mm-hmm. the paint. How about wh- where are you planning the, uh, the rad tour? Well, hopefully there can be another rad tour next year. I mean, that was also, of course, had to get cancelled this year, but it'd be great if we can have one and you know, get the people from the cities who've been stuck at home all this time to remember the rest of the country and nothing, no way better to do that than getting out there. As you know, I know like I, my first red tour was when I met you and that definitely has kept me fighting ever since. Yeah, and uh, it'll be the same with the new mobs bring out. Every time they come out, they join us and they don't want to leave us. They like fungus. They stick to us like fungus. And mm. we love them. We just love it. Uh, well, we've got a big job to do. And uh, we've got to look after this alert. These yeah. people have got no right, the BHP in this case, have got no, and the government, the state and the federal government, and all the shareholders, they have got no right to destroy that land. It's not their land. Mm belongs to the future, the kids of the future. And it's up to us old buggers to look after the place. That's our role. We have to t- take care of the old place. Uh, we've got to stop these mobs from damaging uh, Mount Springs and the lake and other sacred sites and the poor old animals up there. We've got to look after all that. But, uh, as I speak, this big rain up there, big flood. The whole lake would be just about full. Oh, wow. Uh, so, and the rivers are coming down, they've had a big rain go through there 
on the weekend, and I think there's more coming. So, yeah, you know, be prepared for you know if you can't treat the alerts like it's your own, then you can expect the worst to come. We get more virus of another kind, mm. get another wave of whatever. You get more bushfires, and as I said before, they're not man, they're not natural disasters. They are man-made. Mm. And uh, one day it'll click, stupid man will click and we can show them how to look after the whole country. And we'll yeah, thanks, Uncle Kev. I think, you know, if if there was ever a time for people to wake up 2020, surely... Now's the time. What does it take, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, uh, you've been calling out for it for so long now. You really are a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Warrior of the long fight. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Yeah, I think it's really great to hear from you and hear your call to action and to keep people remembering what's happening out on the yeah. land. And um, just, yeah, hopefully we will be gathering and there'll be a call to come out to yeah. your That'd country. Yeah, you're all welcome. I just want to thank uh, uh, 3CR and Friends of the Earth and ACF and all the other crew helping us in the past and uh, and and the future so much and uh, uh, it'll be good to catch up I'm going to be fronting BHP soon with the uh, with the water bill I'll bring oh. out that water bill again I'm going to retouch it up with mine not they're just clicking in with me now and uh, we're going to be hitting them with all the bill, plus the, looking at the damage, the destruction, the safety site, what's the safety site work, and uh, maybe pay the rent. They've been up there for that long, running around the place and uh, destroying the country, so we need good lawyers. Great. Yeah, about time BHP paid the rent well, for all yeah. they've been doing. Um well, that's at the same time, it's a peace movement. It's a peace movement. It's a, a what do you call it? A, it's a, mm. to stop further destruction from happening in this country. You know, getting rid of the racists, the black lives, and getting all that death and custody, and you know, destruction, no more. Just crazy safe and sides. Yeah, it's all linked up, isn't it? It's a prevention move. This is prevention. We can show people, we can prevent things happening in the in the, in the future. Uh, how to look after the country, how to love the country and all that. And uh, we can educate people about how we should live. And uh, all they need is for these mobs to come down and sit down and talk with us. Don't play these games. No little trick with politics and whatnot. Mm. Them days are gone. We're all onto them now. We've got them surrounded. Well, okay, and thanks okay. to the listeners out there. All the best. I hope everything goes, uh, everything clears up soon so we can catch up and learn. And we've got a lot of healing to do. You know, we've lost a lot of people for all this stuff. Guys, the limit of what we can do as far as peace, making peace goes. You've been listening to The Radioactive Show, a special NADOC Hill Country theme week edition. 
featuring conversations from our archives. We just heard Arabana man Uncle Kevin Buzzacott speaking fighting words from the lockdown in 2020. Earlier were recordings of nuclear-free legends Krita Mula, Auntie Sue Common Hasseldine and Jua woman Auntie Vicky Abdullah recorded at the Yaliri camp against uranium mining in 2019. The Radioactive Show is produced for 3CR Community Radio and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. You can podcast our shows at 3cr.org.au under Programs Find Radioactive Show. The Ace Collective of Friends of the Earth Melbourne is our wonderful ongoing supporter. I'm Emma Crunch and I hope you've enjoyed hearing the voices of our staunch nuclear warriors this week. Thanks to former and current Rad Show producers for getting out there, taking recordings and spreading the nuclear-free future. You just heard a radioactive show that I made in July 2021, following NAIDOC Week that year with the theme of Hill Country. As we've just had NAIDOC Week in 2023 uh, with the theme of Respect Our Elders, I thought it was fitting to look back into our archives to a show that looked back into further archives to bring strong voices to those respective NAIDOC weeks. I'd like to give my respect to all elders of Wurundjeri country, the Kulin Nation, and where I live, work, and where the station of 3CR is located, as well as elders across the many countries of so-called Australia. I hope you enjoyed today's show and be sure to tune in again next week.